This is episode number 97 of the Homestead Journey podcast. Welcome, 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 everyone. My name is Brian Wells. I am coming to you from 3B Farm and Homestead here in beautiful and very rainy <laughs> upstate New York. And uh, folks, we have more rain on the way. In fact, this entire coming week, it's supposed to rain. And this upcoming week is the week of the Washington County Fair. So as I record this, Hurricane Henry is inbound. And there's some question as to whether or not we're going to get some of the remnants of that, whether or not it's going to brush us. Kind of depends on which way it, it shifts. Um, but my bigger concern is my buddy Jack over at the Mindful Homestead. Um, man, I tell you, we were looking at the storm track yesterday. And it's almost like it's coming straight at him. So uh, good luck, Jack, batting down the hatches. And um, I hope it shifts way, 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 way east of here. Um, but it is what it is. And uh, anyhow, whether the weather be cold, whether the weather be hot, the weather's the weather, no matter the weather, whether we like it or not. That's one of the other sayings of my grandfather. Um, and so we'll just keep that in mind. But anyhow, um, folks, it's been a very busy week here on the homestead. But I can really sum it up in a couple of sentences what we've been doing. So today's homestead happening segment is going to be very, very short. But let's head on over there. I'll bring you up to speed. This week has been all about preparing for the Washington County Fair. As I mentioned in my opening bit, the Washington County Fair is coming up this coming week. Uh, that's the Washington County Fair in beautiful upstate New York, the best fair in all of fairdom. Um, I strongly believe that. <laughs> but we spent this week really preparing for the fair. I was over there almost every evening uh, on the fairgrounds, helping put up um, boards in the in the swine barn, um, attending meetings in the poultry barn. Uh, yesterday evening, we went out to buy decorations to put up our displays in the swine barn today. So my wife and I and our son uh, did that today. Our son had to leave early because he had to go to work. So we finished it up. Um, but one of the great things about this is we're getting a lot better at this whole decoration thing. Um, we're able to do it a lot more cheaply and we're able to do it a lot more quickly and we're able to do it without wanting to, you know what I'm saying? Uh, well, choke each other. <laughs> uh, there have been times when we've had some intense moments of fellowship over this uh, display thing. And uh, we didn't have that today. It just went up very, very well. I mean, there were some issues that we had, but um, we're just getting better at it. And, you know, it's one of those things. I think the more you do it, the better you get at it. And uh, so I'm very excited about our display this, uh, this year. Keep an eye out on our Instagram and Facebook uh, pages for pictures from it. Or if you are in this area, definitely stop by the swine bar next week. And don't forget that next Saturday, that'll be August 28th. I will actually be giving a talk on modern homesteading in the County Bounty Building at 4 p.m. So you're not going to want to miss that. If you're not able to be there in person, my plan is to record that, and then that will be next week's episode. But uh, definitely, if you can be there in person, you're not going to want 
to miss it. Uh, let's see. One other thing I wanted to share with you, and that is that we had a tree uh, fall down. I think it was maybe Friday morning. Um, and folks, it is absolutely mind blowing how it fell and it did not take out any fences, but the way it fell, like the lower part of it is two feet away from the fence to the turkey run. And then there's an upper branch that goes over that and it goes over the fence and the gate for my pig area. Uh, And then it dropped just maybe five feet uh, off of the pig pen where the little pigs that are going to the fair are located. And so if it would have fallen just a little bit differently, it would have crushed all of those fences, potentially could have even killed animals. Who knows? So um, I couldn't have dropped it any better if I would have wanted to. Uh, If I would have tried to, well, obviously I'm not a professional chainsaw guy. I'm not a professional arborist, but uh, the way that fell, it was quite a miracle. And I guess I'm going to drop another one of Papa's quotes today. Papa would always say to me, Brian, God protects fools and little children, and you're no longer a little child. (laughs) So uh, yeah, God was looking out for me, I guess, because I knew that tree was lean and it was going to come down. I just hadn't dealt with it yet. And uh, so now I just got to cut it up and I tell you what, I mean, it's like, it's just off the burn pile too. So I'll cut it up, throw it on the burn pile. It's junk wood. Um, and so it's not anything that anybody's going to want to burn in the winter, but it eventually may make a nice campfire. And uh, so we'll cut it up, uh, but definitely not this coming week because this coming week is fair week and I'm all about the Washington County Fair. All right, folks, that's it for this week's Homestead Happenings. Let's head on over to this week's Charting the Course. I'm actually recording this week's Charting the Course segment on Monday evening. Normally, I wait and record these on Sunday evenings, but I'm actually recording this almost a week early because this coming weekend, we are going to be preparing for the Washington County Fair, and I'm not really quite sure whether or not I'm going to have time to record a podcast episode. I had actually planned on interviewing someone uh, for this coming week's episode, and unfortunately, they have fallen ill, and they actually have laryngitis. And so even if they felt good enough to record an episode with me, well, they can't talk. And so it really wouldn't work well for a podcast. And... To kind of give you a little bit of a backstory to this, yesterday when I recorded what would have been last week's podcast about the All-American Canners, my wife asked me what my topic was going to be, and I, at that point, told her I really wasn't sure, and she actually suggested this as a topic. So if this turns out great, I'll take credit. And if this does not turn out so well, then it's all her fault. I'm really not quite sure where to start, to be honest with you on this one. We went and looked at a piece of property this past Sunday evening with my mom and dad. It's a piece of property that I have actually been looking at off and on probably for six or eight months. 
It's a piece of property that has actually been on the market for a number of years. And so I knew that there were some issues with it. To be frank, the pictures uh, of it aren't all that great. In some cases, they're blurry. In some cases, they really don't show much of what's going on. But as I drove by the property, and as I looked at some of the outbuildings and so forth, there were some dreams that I had been dreaming for a while that I thought could be realized on that piece of property. Some of these dreams, again, go back several years. When I first got into the whole homesteading thing, I shouldn't say got into the homesteading thing, but discovered this whole homesteading genre, I started thinking about some of the things that I would eventually like to do. I've thought about the fact that I would like to have a commercial kitchen where I could do classes on how to can and how to preserve and so on and so forth. I've thought about the fact that I love to have a commercial kitchen where I could make things that you have to make in a commercial kitchen so that I could sell them. I've thought about having a commercial kitchen so that I could rent it out to other people who might be interested in some kind of a cottage industry and want to make things that have to be made in a commercial kitchen. Another one of my dreams is to really dedicate a lot of land to heritage breeds. You know that I am a huge supporter of the Livestock Conservancy, and I really have a heartbeat for ensuring that heritage breeds like the American guinea hog are preserved. And I really would like to expand that effort and help bring awareness to things like the American milking Devon and the cotton patch goose and a few other heritage breeds that I would really like to get on my farm. But right now we simply don't have the land to do that. There's also something that I find very intriguing about the idea of agro-tourism. And this is something that I've thought about uh, in, in a variety of different ways and ways that perhaps we could take part in some kind of agro-tourism where people could come and experience farm life and maybe get up close and personal with heritage breed livestock, understanding that all pigs aren't pink, that uh, chickens lay multicolored eggs. Um, and so on and so forth. We also have my mom and dad who are getting up into years. And when I say they're getting up into years, they're in their late 60s. And while they certainly have the capability of living on their own with no problem, thinking on down the road, I would like to have my mom and dad closer to me because even though they're only 15 minutes away, that 15 minutes might as well be 15 hours when you've got three feet of snow on the ground. 15 minutes can feel like an eternity when your father has fallen down the basement stairs and taken a header into the basement wall and knocked himself out cold and is insisting on driving himself to the hospital. And yes, 
that really did happen. And so my mom and dad and I and Bonnie have had conversations about what it might look like in the future where perhaps we could have a piece of property where we would have two homes on that property um, where they would be able to have their own space and we would have our own space, but we would be able to kind of look in on them and kind of keep an eye on them. Um, and make sure that they are taken care of well on into their golden years. And so as I found this piece of property, it really seemed to me like it was an opportunity for all of these things to come together. There was a spot where I thought, boy, that would make for a great commercial kitchen. We would be able to do classes on canning and dehydrating and freezing and maybe cooking from scratch and how to bake and maybe do classes on uh, butchery and, and so on and so forth. It would be a place where people could come and rent it out. And I just thought it was, it seemed like there was a lot of promise there. There was also a spot for my dad to have a workshop. That's something that my dad has always dreamed of, is to have a wood shop where he could make all kinds of different things, birdhouses and cutting boards and benches and those kinds of things, things that he really enjoys doing. And that could be not just a hobby, but a way for him to supplement his income in their golden years. And in fact, at times I have joked that my mom and dad would become my retirement program uh, my retirement plan, and that my dad would make stuff out of wood, my mom would quilt, and I would sell the wood stuff and the quilts and uh, make money off of them, jokingly, of course. <laughs> but on the other hand, there was something to be said about this property that had a nice, huge shop on it. And I thought, wow, we could do that on one end and on the other end, and it happens to be perfectly divided. On the other side, we could do the commercial kitchen. There's, I think, 15 acres of land there. There's a pond, a beautiful old house that needs a lot of work, but that has so much history. And there were some opportunities, some dreams that I had, whereby we could repurpose some smaller structures on this property and turn them into maybe an Airbnb. And so it was like, as I looked at this property, it seemed like it was this perfect confluence of all of these ideas and desires and dreams that I had, and that maybe, just maybe, this could be the place. And again, I chewed on this for probably six, eight months. It's been a long time. And I didn't share it with anybody. And then one day I shared it with Bonnie. I thought, she's going to tell me I'm crazy. She's going to tell me that I'm out of my head. But she didn't. She said, well, let's, let's think about it. Let's talk it over with your mom and dad, and, and let's see what we think. And so while my brother Keith was up here, I thought, well, this is a good opportunity. I'll run it by him and my mom and dad. And because there's no way that I would want to 
have any kind of a decision made along this along this route without involving both of my brothers and getting their input. And so while Keith was here, I shared with him the idea and I shared the idea with my mom and dad, fully expecting everybody to tell me that I was plum crazy and out of my, out of my gourd. And they didn't, they thought it was a great idea. And so since June, my mom and dad have probably driven by the piece of property 20 times. Bonnie and I have probably driven by it 10 to 15 times, maybe not that many, but certainly a good number of times. And it just seemed like as we thought about it and we talked it over, there was just so many ideas and so many ways that we were all on the same page. And I thought, could this could this be happening? And so as we thought about it and we dreamed about it and we talked it over and the excitement grew, I reached out to a friend of mine who was a realtor and I said, could we take a look at that piece of property? She said, sure. But then one thing led to another and they were on vacation and then we were on vacation and then they were on vacation again. And so almost a month has gone by since I reached out to her. And yesterday we finally went and we looked at that piece of property. And as we walked around it, I could see in my mind's eye the vision unfolding. I certainly could. But I also realized that that property is in a lot worse shape than what I thought it was. Some of the barns that I thought might be salvageable would have to be torn right to the ground. It's an old farm, so there's just junk piles everywhere. And while they have done a lot of work on the first floor of the house, certainly the upstairs of this house would need to be totally redone. It's lath and plaster, very old electrical. And everywhere I looked, I thought, money pit, money pit, time suck, money pit, time suck, money pit. And so as we drove away yesterday afternoon, we talked it over. We said, we're not going to fully close the door on this dream. But for all of us, our initial impression was that either this isn't the property or this isn't the time for this dream to be realized. And who knows, maybe there's another piece of property whereby this dream will be realized, and maybe this dream will never be realized. I certainly don't know. But what I do know is that none of us at the current moment felt comfortable with moving forward. The funny thing is, to me, I don't feel as upset or depressed or as sad as I thought I would if we decided not to move forward. I don't know what that means. I really don't know what any of this means. And quite frankly, I'm not even sure what the point is of this podcast episode. I'm just sharing with you 
what I've been going through over the last six or eight months. And now having all of that dreaming and scheming folks, I had this drawn out on paper. I had a bunch of different ideas written down as far as how there would be these synergies between the different aspects of this farm and how it could all work together. And I can't say that today I'm in the doldrums that I'm depressed or that I'm even disappointed that right now it doesn't look like we're going to move forward with this. I'm not sure if this is a matter of not now or if this is a matter of not here or if this is a matter of not ever. I don't know. But I know this much. I'm still going to keep dreaming. I'm still going to keep scheming. And when the time is right, and we find the right place, if it's meant to be, it's going to happen. And if it never happens, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good.